and welcome to Women in the Business Arena, formerly known as the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs how to conquer the business arena and achieve not just success, but fulfillment and liberation. We also believe that this is a continual journey of ups and downs, so we get honest, vulnerable, and real about what it takes to succeed. Think of this as joining our inner circle of women discussing the issues that matter and the strategies that will help you enjoy the ride. If you want to continue the discussion, join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. We would love to hear from you. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. This is our 50th episode, and to celebrate, we are actually evolving this podcast. We were formerly known as the Liberation Lab, but today we're shifting it to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my gorgeous co-host, Laura Shook Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello, lovely. So exciting. I know, right? Can you believe it's our 50th episode? Like, it's just crazy. This is quite a mark. So I'm glad that we are taking note of our evolution. Yeah. And today we thought we'd talk a little bit about why we're transitioning the podcast. We're going to have the same amazing conversations, the same deep thought thinking and the same deep, um, you know, topics, but we really want to look at, you know, some of the reasons why we're transitioning it and tell you the background behind women in the arena. So, you know, I thought we'd kind of start there. And for one, one of the reasons that I'm really sort of changing the podcast name is because I'm bringing it all under one roof. I talk a lot about in my philosophy, in my business coaching, about streamlining your business so that you can really focus on one thing. And if you've looked back in some of my podcasts or listened to us for a while, you will have heard me talking about this. So that's one of the reasons. I felt like I was having to brand sort of the Liberation Lab, but also brand my program, Women in the Arena. And so this is really bringing everything together. Mm -hmm. Yes, which we're all about simplifying. See, we're modeling it for our listeners (laughs) because sometimes um, that we can get a little spread a little bit too thin. And that's Mm. something right now that I've really been focusing on is how am I returning my energy to me? So I'm really excited. Um, when you, you know, when we like discussed this, Sonia, I was like, Hmm, this is really exciting to do something in transition and to change and evolve because we're also showing our listeners, like, this is how businesses evolve. You know, it isn't that you stay in the same static place. Like you've got to kind of let yourself, um, roll with the punches and seeing like, is this really still fitting us? Is this really where we are? Is this really what we want to be? And right now I think we're, we are sort of emerging into a bigger arena for ourselves. Exactly. And I think that's, you know, we want to practice what we preach and we want to be aligned with what the philosophies and the things that we talk about. And I think that one of the the things that's so important is that, you know, for anyone who's been in business for a while, they've been working hard, they've been really putting all their effort in, they know that that ability to achieve balance, that ability to find some more time for ourselves, that ability to streamline things so that we're more efficient and we're more focused and we're more settled and we're more successful. That's a really important thing. And that's what this podcast really stands for. It's about 
not just, you know, freedom and not just success, but fulfillment and balance and being able to navigate all the areas of our life. You know, our business is one aspect of our lives. Some of us have kids, some of us have hobbies, some of us have partners. Some of us just really, really like to enjoy our lives and it shouldn't be all about the business. And that's why we're sort of shifting and changing the focus to be more about how do we effectively navigate the business arena and be whole and fulfilled in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've already grown so much myself just through these conversations with you. And I've been very fortunate to have so many conversations with you prior to being on a podcast together, right? <laughs> but there's something about these moments that we have set aside every week to connect with each other and to also think and curate content that we feel is not only relevant to the two of us, but it's really relevant to women who are stepping into the business arena. And some of us have been in the business space for a long time. Some people are just kind of dipping their toes. Some people have been sitting with an MBA tucked into their pocket, um, mm-hmm. taking care of family and taking care of all sorts of other things. And now they're, they're ready to emerge. And I think it's an exciting time because we, like we've talked about before, there's some things within the business arena that has been preset and doesn't necessarily work for women. So I think it's really exciting um, to be co-creating what we really want the business arena to feel like for us as women. We can be actively constructing and co-creating this together, but it's going to take us being honest, you know, not just sugarcoating, not just putting on rose-colored glasses, but being really honest with one another about what it takes to step into a courageous way of being with ourselves and, and letting our gifts out into the world. Yes, most definitely. And and that's why I thought it'd be really good to kind of talk about the background of why I call it women in the arena or women in the business arena. And what that what that really means to me. I mean, I've been using sort of the term of business arena for a long time. You know, I've been in this this arena for about two decades. And so for me, this has been something I've always talked about because I see it as this place that we need to be prepared for. When you enter the arena, you need the skills and tools and the preparation to succeed, right? You don't just like throw yourself into an arena and just be like, here I am, you know, come get me. And there's a lot of opponents to face in the arena. Not only are we navigating a very masculine paradigm, which we've talked about many times on this episode and are on this podcast, we're also navigating the opponents in ourselves, you know, which I think is one of the, the strongest opponents we have. It's our fear. It's the things that we, we have to navigate internally. It's our imposter syndrome. It's all of these things that really stop us from creating success and freedom and, and liberation and fulfillment. And so I think, you know, this is, you know, one of the reasons why I've always seen this as an arena. And then I think over the years, if you if you're a follower of Brene Brown, which most of us are, I think that you know she started to really talk about being in the arena in one of her books, Daring Greatly. And you know, I think the idea of that, if you've read the passage or you've read that that book, is that you know being in the arena is about getting dirty. It's about it's not the people who are outside cheering or the people who are outside judging. It's actually the the people in the arena doing the work, falling down, getting dirty, dirty daring greatly. And I think that's what we're really looking at. You know, I think Laura and I's philosophy about business is it's dirty. 
you know, you're getting in there. It's, it's hard. You're going to fall down. You're going to fail. Like that's part of the process. And so, you know, we look at, I think business from a very different viewpoint that it's not a myth, that it's not just this easy thing that you can't just jump into business today and be in business two years from now that, you know, it actually is something you have to learn to navigate more effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent agree. And as you're talking about it, it actually, I'm getting the scene. I don't know how many of our listeners have seen Wonder Woman, <laughs> but I'm actually like seeing that beginning scene and the conversations between her and her mother in the beginning where, you know, the mother really wanted to believe that there wasn't going to be a need to prepare, um, for any type of conflict Um, she wanted Diana to be protected and to just be ready to lead her people. But she felt like this calling to be prepared. It was like this intuition, intuition that she felt like there's something I'm called to do and I, I can't just sit and not prepare for it. It's like, it's just in me, you know? And what was interesting is around her, it wasn't just about, yes, Diana had a certain gift, but it was the people around her that helped her see that. And I think one of the things that's different about like the male arena in the, like the female or the feminine, the masculine, the feminine arena is full of other women. Mm. And the masculine arena is often pitted as this like man against man, like this isolation in which you see these two people going to battle. But when I think about a feminine arena, I'm sorry, but Wonder Woman is like in my head. Like I just see her and I see her surrounded by the women that she was leading and the women that believed in her and the women that were teaching her, like her aunt who was actually preparing her to go into battle of life. And I really think it's interesting because we've kind of talked about um, a lot of language, you know, so some people can say, well, arena can be, it kind of sounds like a masculine um, word, but it's actually what's happening in the arena that determines whether or not it's a masculine way of being or a feminine way of being. And we have the ability to shape that is what I feel excited about. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I agree. Like one of the things I loved about Wonder Woman, I I thought the the first part of Wonder Woman was amazing. What I hated was then they made it all about the man and the love story towards the end, right? (laughs) But the beginning part was amazing because it was like, when have you ever seen that many powerful women on one screen, right? It's just, yeah. It doesn't happen. And so I think it was just so amazing the way it did it. And I love the way you've just framed it because I do think if you look at it in terms of the business arena and the way it is right now, it is a masculine paradigm, right? It is a masculine arena. And we need to learn to navigate that effectively. But by navigating that more effectively, we are changing the arena. We are redefining the arena. We are creating an arena that fits the feminine, that fits who we are as women, and that we can operate more authentically in it. And so I think this is the piece is that, you know, it's not just happenstance. Like we don't just walk into the arena and we're like, let's change it. Like it requires some skills, some understanding of what we're dealing with. So you have to understand the current arena as it is, and you have to understand yourself so that we can change the arena, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, yes. In that skill building, I feel like, if you have been skilled by your own experience or by an MBA program or by a mentor, a corporation, like a different, I, I'm guessing this is just an educated guess, but most of that has been masculine skill building. So mm. you have those skills 
then you're applying them to being an entrepreneur. And like you're saying, Sonia, it's learning how to really understand how those skills apply, but not getting stuck in executing them in the same way that that's always be, been done. You know, to not be afraid to step out and actually execute slightly different, differently or to bring in a different perspective. And that's what I feel like the, the power of the feminine coming into the arena is it's a fresh perspective. And mm. anytime there is a new perspective, there is a more creative outcome. Like yes. that's actually proven in the law of physics. <laughs> it's like that's that diversity of biology we evolve. Yes. I love that. I think that's so true. And we have this great opportunity in the world right now to shift and change the way that businesses operate. And I think that you know, we still need to do it from a very grounded place, which is why I look at things is we need the skills to be able to navigate the arena effectively. You don't just jump into the arena and just start doing whatever you want or start, you know, throwing things or start, you know, just trying everything. Like there needs to be some preparation, some understanding of what we're navigating with. And, and like some of the essential skills that most people aren't talking about. You know, one of those essential skills is being able to validate your, your program, your offer, your target market. I mean, I, I talk a lot about validation in my program and we talk about it on this podcast as well. You know, that ability to be able to go out and prove that your service is valuable, that your service is effective, that you're reaching people with the message that they want to hear. That ability to validate is so key and important to success, but very few people do it. I mean, so many people just throw up their shingles, as you know, Laura said. Yeah. You know, they just they throw up their website and they're like, "Here you go, here I am, I'm amazing." But they've not done any testing or validation, and so either they don't make any income or they get some quick wins, but then they can't make it sustainable. And so I think you know we've got to start to look at what are the real skills that no one's teaching. You know, it's not marketing. It's not how to run a Facebook group. It's not any of those things. The things that people are missing is like, you know, primary skills. How do I value myself? How do I set boundaries? How do I really, really acknowledge what I can offer to people? How do I talk about my services? How mm -hmm. do I convert sales? You know, these are all these really important essential skills that a lot of people don't have going into the business arena because, you know, as we've talked about before and many times, you know, there's less barrier to entry now. And so yeah. people think I'm going to be successful just by doing A, B, and C, but they aren't yet in business you know, for a long time. So a lot of people, especially sometimes I was telling Laura earlier, sometimes I have people where I've talked to them and they're just so sure about themselves. They're just beginning a business. They're so sure about themselves. They're like, yes, I'm going to be amazing. I'm going to succeed. I know exactly what I'm doing. And I'm like, okay, well, cool. So you obviously don't need my services or support, but let me know, you know, in the next year, how you're going. Because I think that a lot of people get some quick wins or they have some, you know, connections that they connect with quickly who are interested in their services, but they haven't yet actually been in the arena. They haven't actually gotten dirty yet. They haven't fallen yet. And it's those times that we want to be able to rely on those essential skills to keep us going. Yeah. This actually makes me, it kind of prompts me to want to hear that quote, a little bit of it, because you're speaking, I don't know if that's something you want to read right now, Sonia, but mm. the quote in Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly, that's why she was drawn to it because it's through the vulnerability of suffering. It's through the pain. It's through the falling down that you actually grow you know, and you have to be in the arena to do that. And you can't just like show up in the arena, like completely un, like 
unprepared because then you kind of just get kicked right back out. You have to like come into the arena, <laughs> like have help, have be prepared and then be prepared to play there for, for some time, like to, to understand where you are. So yeah. I was just thinking about that, like what it really mm. means to, to be, to be in the difficult. Cause we talk about if anybody's new to this podcast, you'll soon find like our, one of our big pieces is like, pain and suffering as a point of growing your business is something that should never be minimized. Like how powerful, um, how powerful it is to think about that falling down and how it changes the way that we get up and what happens in our business after that. Exactly. And so just to read this little bit, and this is in the Brene Brown book, or it's in the original. So, so basically this is from Theodore Roosevelt's speech many years ago. I think in 1910. And, you know, this is sort of an excerpt from it, but it says, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again. Because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotion, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, or who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. Mm. Yes, yes. And, you know, I think, I mean, obviously that's from a masculine point of view. So that's one of the reasons why we call this women in the arena. But yes. I think that, you know, the, the idea there is it's about actually going in and doing it. It's about the devotion and the passion to do it. But it is not just about the easy route. It is not just about like, I have a passion and I'm just going to go for it when it's easy because actually creating longevity, sustainability in business, it is hard and we're honest about it. And this is one of the things about our brand and about this podcast is we're clear and we're honest about it because this is what you need to arm yourself with. You need to be armed with the truth before you walk into the arena. You need to be armed with the truth so that you can succeed. You need to be armed with the truth so that when you fall, and you will, you can get back up again. Like this is the piece that we're really looking at in, you know, this podcast and in everything that we do is that it is about accepting and owning what the real journey is so that you can actually succeed, you know, so much. And I think it's because, you know, as we talked about, there's so many messages out there and so much of it is marketing. And so you constantly see people's overnight successes or, you know, here's how I made a million dollars in 90 days or, you know, whatever, all of these things. And you begin to sort of create in your mind that this is easy. I can do that too. And they're selling me their process. But it's like those people, I, I always say, well, let me see them in two years. Let's see where they are in two years. Because the tactics they use to have a quick win, they're not going to work in two years. And, and I think, you know, this is the piece that not enough people are talking about. Like we, we have to learn some very basic skills. And I think business has become this, you know, I don't know. What would, you, what would you say, Laura? It's like this, you know, illusion. Yeah, it's kind of, well, it has 
again, some of the myths around it or sort of the, like we said, the rose colored glasses, some romanticizing of it, Mm. like romanticizing what it means to start your own business. And then unfortunately, because we're not often, many people are not willing to talk about failure. We don't hear those stories. We don't hear about the arena when people have fallen down. Um, People are in our culture, they're looking for the the positive stories and the happy endings. And that's actually shortchanging us as entrepreneurs if we Mm -hmm. don't share how our true experiences of being in the arena. And it actually, I was very fortunate to be asked to be involved in an event here in Austin called Spark Impact. And it's all, it was all about bringing together people, change makers across diverse sectors in Austin, um, social entrepreneurship. And I was on a panel, um, that was really just interesting talking about sort of how we can all collaborate across sectors. But then the follow-up panel after me that I was lucky enough to sit and listen to was all about our pain and our suffering as a way of understanding um, our success, like to first enter through the pain. And the facilitator gave a quote from Rumi, um, which is that it's the wound in which the light first enters. So the wound being like the cut, um, in our skin is where Mm. not only until you're cut, there's no place for light to enter, but that's where it happens. Like your, your body opens up and there's a light that enters. Mm. And we think so much about the pain of the wound, but if we don't embrace the fact that that's a part of a lot of life, it's a part of being in the arena, then we don't really, acknowledge and and honor that the light has just come in. And what Mm. does that mean for, for our evolution? So I really feel like I'm, I'm thinking a lot about how relevant that is to our discussion today. It's like really letting that be a part of the experience in the arena. I love that. I think that's so true. And, you know, if you look at it in terms of like, I know that my hardship and, you know, I don't know how much of my story I've talking about in some of these podcasts, but, you know, I've lost it all. I've been bankrupt. I've, you know, uh, had to foreclose on a house. My husband did a bunch of drugs and there was drama and FBI. Like, I've, you know, there's some really interesting stories that I have to share. And some of that I talk about in my TEDx talk as well. But I think, you know, when you've been through that kind of hardship, it forges in you strength and resiliency and your ability to navigate anything. Like I know I'm a survivor. No matter what comes my way, I'll survive. And I know what I want to create in the world. And no matter what happens, I'll create it. And I think that this is the piece that we sometimes don't acknowledge with the pain and the hardship, the mistakes we've made, the things we've invested in that didn't have a return. You know, all of sort of this challenge and struggle, we beat ourselves up for it. But the truth is it forges strength in us. It forges our armor. You know, not in a way of like, you know, we're going to be defensive, but in a way of us having strength and being able to navigate the next experience and the next thing that happens for us. And I think all too often, I see this constantly with the women I work with, you know, we're, we're, it's like we highlight these little mistakes. It fixes our attention where we're like, oh, this one mistake I made is the worst thing in the world. And we don't look at all the celebrations, all the things we've done, all the amazing things we've overcame. And so I think it is about shifting our attention because, you know, I love working with people who've had 
a lot of mistakes and totally failed in their businesses. Like they're so much easier to work with because there's a strength to them and there's a resiliency to them. And there's an understanding of the truth that is so much easier to work with than someone who is super hopeful. They have all these illusions about business. They have not yet been in the fire. They really haven't yet been in the arena. I mean, it takes a good year to really kind of get what the arena is. And, you know, sometimes it takes a few years to really understand what you're navigating in the arena. And once you've had that, you know, then you really have to be armed with the tools to be successful. That is so true. And it makes me think of like asking the question of anyone like, hey, you know, when they're talking about their business and just asking them, have you been humbled? By your business. <laughs> and when they know exactly what you mean, <laughs> they're like, holy, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and, and those are the people, honestly, the clients I love working with too, that have just, they've been humbled by it. They've been humbled yeah. by this experience. They've been brought down to their knees and not broken by it, but they've been in awe of it. They've been um, overjoyed and overwhelmed. And, you know, there's just been a lot of immersion in the full experience. And when you allow yourself to let your business humble you, you come out so much more receptive, so much wiser. I mean, it's the same in life. I mean, business is just a microcosm of like the greater schemes. That's why we've talked about this, why we love it as entrepreneurs. It's kind of like giving us this path, this heroine's journey through our work, through mm-hmm. our entrepreneurship. And it really, and if you let it be that journey, if you really let it open you up, then it becomes so much more. And in the end, it doesn't even matter. Like for me, I've just... I was going to say, it doesn't matter how successful it doesn't, I don't, I no longer determine my success in the very limited, rigid ways that I used to think about it, which equals money and not denying the importance of money. And as I become more and more aligned, money flows in. And as I become resistant, it flows out, you know? So it's like, I understand the power of being aligned with, with money, but success for me is a completely, that could be a whole nother episode. Like what success is Mm. in business is very rich and complex. It's not just your, your, you know, how much in the black are you? Cause there's plenty of people in the black that are miserable, (laughs) that don't like what they're doing. And don't enjoy their business. And yeah. And I think that's one of the things that happens when you've been humbled as well. Like, you know, when you've really been knocked down, you know, in the arena, when you've really like taken some beatings, you know, because I know I have, I know Laura has, I know a lot of the women I know have, you know, when, when that's happened, you are more humble. You also get more real. Like it's no longer about, I want to make a million dollars. And you can always sort of tell, like when I'm asking someone, what do you really want to create? You know, most women that I talk to who are grounded, who've had some mistakes, who really want to create a business, like it's never really about the money. Like they do want to make income. That's very important. I want to make income. I want them to make income. So the income is a key, but that's never their driving point. You know, the driving point is, I just want to be happy. I just want to be fulfilled. I want to do what I love. I want to make an impact. I want to be able to be with my family 
family and still have an income. I want to have balance. I want to, you know, feel like I'm providing for my kids. I mean, there's, there's so many aspects of success that most people are not talking about because there's this obsession with like, I want to make a million dollars, you know, especially in the online right now, or I want to make passive income, you know, and all of these things, they're not real and they're not, um, they're like this illusion, this, uh, carrot that people are chasing, but until they get beat down a bit and they recognize, ah, oh, yeah, that's not, that's, I'm gonna have to work really hard for that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to be very unbalanced for that. You know, it's not as easy as everyone portrays it to be. I think, you know, it's hard to work with those people because they're just in a lot of sort of illusion and they need some reality. And I think, yeah. you know, those of us who've been humbled, you know, we're more realistic about what we want and what we want to create. I don't want to just create a million dollars because it's some idea, a pie in the sky of like, that's what feels good. I mean, a million dollars for me to make a million dollars, my business also means that I'm going to have to hire people. I'm going to have more complicated systems. Like, you know, so, so then it becomes, what do I really want? What do I want for myself? What do my clients want? You know, some people just want to make, you know, 10,000 a month and be with their kids. Like that's it. That is their limit, right? Yeah. I think one of the correlations people don't talk about often is the more money you make, the more responsibility you hold. And if you're okay with that, then keep going. But sometimes in our life, we may go for the smaller amount of money if it's sustaining our current life to spend time with people we love. (laughs) And that's good. You know, it's like understanding and not always going after, like you said, the pie in the sky as the end goal. I think that's a very like simplistic way of understanding success is just like how much more money can I make and that's successful. I actually heard a really inspiring story from, um, a a young man who had a very successful first business and it was only a couple of years old. It was in the, it's in the film industry and, or no theater. And they were doing really well. And, um, he, but yet he said, I was averaging about 10 hours of sleep a week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To keep it going. And he said, I had a, like a real just moment of clarity in which I had to come to myself and, and really ask, is this what I want? Is this really worth it? And it was really hard for him to let that go because in everybody's eyes, including his business partner, who was not as ready to let it go, and they had to come to an agreement on that, but they, you know, everyone saw it as successful, but to him, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth his life. If it wasn't worth that quality, he wanted a different experience. And he he brought another point. He says, it might've been financially successful, but it wasn't meeting my full vision for what I was here to bring to the world. Yes. And if it wasn't re- if it wasn't meeting my full vision, I didn't really see why I was spending all this energy doing it. Yeah. And so he walked away from a financially successful business to launch a new business and when I talked to him it's like newly launched and so I don't know how it's gone. But that was inspiring because I think not enough people tear, tell that story because mm-hmm. you assume like oh you just walk away from a business because it failed. He's like no actually it was very successful but it was failing me was failing what I needed energetically to be happy. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's so easy. I mean, I, I, I feel like this is, I can resonate with this so much in my own life because I feel like, like I got sort of caught up in, you know, over the last say six months, you know, being sort of in this high level mastermind, I got really caught up in sort of making a lot of money because that's everybody's focus. Like it's all about this, making a hundred K a month, like, you know, da, 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 da. 
and and I had to step back and say, that's actually not what I want. Like I want a business where I have time to be with my family. I'm making a lot of impact, but it's sustainable. You know, I'm not exhausted at the end of the day. So those are my criteria, you know, and so it really reshaped my business and what I'm creating. Because for me, it's not about the money. Like I want to make money to be successful. And I also want to help other women be financially successful because we have financial power then. And I think that's very important, but not at the cost of my freedom, not at the cost of my fulfillment and not at the cost of the impact I can make. And I can't make impact if I'm driven into the ground, if I'm completely burnt out. I can't do anything then. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I resonate with that one as well because I've found myself caught in those moments of just, wait a minute, why am I so, where, why am I not getting anywhere? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, oh, because all my energy is going into this thing that's not fully my vision to create. Like It's just because I have a responsibility to financially make this work. And sometimes you've just got to know when to walk away from something and shift your energy. And sometimes that means a very financially successful business. Sometimes it means one that really wasn't all that successful to begin with, but for some reason you were still hooked, you were still attached, your identity was still in it. You know, there's all sorts of reasons why we get hooked into places in our business that don't work. It's, you know... And I think this is why we are so passionate about this idea of being women in the arena and navigating it in a way that works for us, right? The business arena, because what you see in the business arena now, which is masculine dominated, is this push for the money goals, right? Is this push for financial success at the cost of balance, at the cost of happiness, at the cost, like this is where, and, and if you really talk to the millionaires, because I've talked to many of them, if you really talk to the millionaires, they're working their butts off, right? Yeah. I mean, some of them just have low margins. They've hired a lot of people. So their business is making a million dollars, but they are not even close to making a million dollars. They've got, you know, really low margins. So, so you just don't know what, there's so much illusion, but when you get into the reality of it, this is really about women determining what do they want to experience? What does their arena look like? What does their business arena look like? Like we get this opportunity to redefine it and change it for ourselves, but you have to know what you want and you have to know what kind of lifestyle you want. And you have to know about some of the realities that exist in the arena because, you know, it's great to be able to be like, I'm just going to redefine it for myself. I'm going to work 10 hours a week and make a million dollars. And I do talk to people who believe that that's what they're going to do. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, good luck with that. Let me know how you go. But it's like, you know, there are some existing realities that we need to be navigating and we need, and this is what the skills are for. And this is what the skill building is for. And this is what we're talking about on these podcast episodes is here's some of the reality. We're giving you some of the path to creating success. And, you know, I think one of the reasons I wanted to sort of pivot this podcast from the Liberation Lab to women in the business arena is because liberation in the terms, uh, in the way that Laura and I described it, it's really about like truly being free, which is really about being authentic. It's really about being whole, but that is not what most people use it. They use it in this very sort of shallow uh, way of uh, liberation. I'm free. I'm making a million dollars and I don't have to do anything for it. And I'm making passive income. And it's like, this is the way liberation's kind of been bastardized, to be honest, you know, (laughs) is that, you know, now it's become this very sort of shallow definition 
mission. And what I wanted to do was to deepen you know, our brand and deepen what we're talking about because Laura and I don't talk about liberation that way. You know, oftentimes mm-hmm. liberation comes after a deep, deep bondage <laughs> in ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, I love that you pointed that out, like just that transition, because we still are going to be speaking to our definition of what it means to feel liberated. Yes. But by rebranding this podcast, we're hoping all the listeners will understand that there is a culture, an ethos that we are all operating in. It's a dominant one that we all have to learn how to be in. And you can stay on the outside of it, observe it. You can step into the center of it. And in business, you can step into this arena. And yet we don't have to stay with the dominant normative story. We get to shift. We get to be disruptors. Everybody with me, raise your hands. Okay. Like we're going to disrupt the narrative on what it means to be in business. And women are the leaders. We're at the forefront of this disruption. And it's exciting and it's it's intense and it's the arena. And so we want to invite you all to like come in, be here together because we don't have to be just like Wonder Woman. She was, she was, you know, surrounded by powerful women that had her back. And that's the kind of arena that Sonia and I have created together. Like we've been able to be that for one another. And if we can widen this and bring in more and more women and really change the landscape, I'm all about it. Yes. And that leads into a little bit of an exciting announcement because one of the things that we're also doing is we're creating a free Facebook group that's called Women in the Business Arena because we want to extend these conversations. Like Laura and I get these amazing conversations and we're talking to you, but we want you included in our conversations. We want to take these same deep and powerful you know, topics and experiences and learnings and have discussions with them in a group with you joining us. So you can definitely now hit our Facebook group and we can dive into some of these topics together. Wonderful. Yay. Thank you for joining us. And for those of you that have literally been following since the beginning, thank you so much for traveling with us to our 50th episode and now this new transition and evolving what we're creating here. And we so appreciate all of you. So thank you and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can dive into more of the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease so they can create more success, more fulfillment, and more liberation. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay, talk to you next week.